I'm about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential. Derived from our maker. That is liberty. And liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings, happy Monday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show podcast edition for Westwood One, powered by CRTV. I am Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here as well. We would love it if you would join us. You can do so by letting us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And the last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. Speaking of CRTV, we just wrapped up production for today's television show. Let's give the audience a preview of what's to come. Todd. Well, uh, we found uh, Nancy Pelosi speaking in tongues. That was fascinating. (laughs) Not sure what tongue it is. We're still efforting on that, but tongues nonetheless. Yeah, it was um, it was totally um, relevant or subjective to your own uh, perception of the world. So it was really, it was really. I thought it was. uh, I thought Nancy Pelosi's speech there on the farm bill was just really articulate and well rounded. Uh, Today's conversation with uh, Jordan Schachtel about some of the latest updates on the um, on the Russia story or lack thereof. The Russia story that ended a long time ago. Uh, but some of the, the the details that are coming out now, we lifted our moratorium. We got into the weeds on that a little bit, and I thought it was a good conversation to kind of catch us all back up on what's happening there. Yes, we lifted our moratorium because now we have verifiable, confirmable information. Um, over the last few weeks, we, we simply just could not trust what we were responding to was even news. So now, though... All H-E-Double hockey sticks broke on this story over the weekend. And we're going to have more to say about it here, in fact, in just a few minutes. But if if you want to subscribe to CRTV, today's a great day to try. Uh, and you get a free trial period. So if you cancel before that expires, you won't be charged anything. Otherwise, if you stick around, you know what? It costs like a quarter a day. 25 cent a quarter. That's all it costs, just to get our show every day, as well as the great one, Mark Levin, Phil Robertson of Duck Dynasty fame, Michelle Malkin, Stephen Crowder, and more. CRTV.com, but to get that quarter a day special, you got to use my name as the promo code, promo code DACE, CRTV.com, promo code DACE, and you can watch today's show and every show that we do each and every day exclusively here at CRTV. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Westwood One. And of course, it's a Monday. And that means a weekend news and views. And all H-E double hockey sticks broke over the weekend on the Trump-Russia collusion, Obama spying, and uh, the deep state, and all that stuff that's been bandied about now for well over a year. And I have been very frustrated by this story for a couple of reasons. One is, I like clarity. My, my, I just... You know, I, I have a worldview that operates better when the sides are clearly drawn. So, in and of itself, all of these various gray areas and Venn diagrams we've been operating in are not an easy place for a Judeo-Christian worldview to be in the first place. Number two, a lot of the information we're getting about this 
is coming from news sources whose credibility has been questionable in the past, including on this story. Including on this story. You know, I'm going to give you one example. I haven't even mentioned it yet. I've been like a Ronan Farrow fanboy for the last six months. Not necessarily because I agree with his beliefs, but because I just respect his reporting, right? Well, we didn't even mention this. He had this big scoop on Michael Cohen last week. Did you see this, Todd? Yeah, I'm a fan of it. He had this big scoop on Michael Cohen that mysteriously some records have disappeared. And this, of course, this is uh, this is obstruction. Someone's trying to save Trump. It was some clerical error, and the records he claimed had disappeared were actually there the entire time. Did you see this? No, that part I didn't. Yeah, see. the whole this story is not true. What he was told is not true. And that, and and by the way, that's why you didn't hear. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. if it was true that Michael Cohen's record, incrimin- potentially incriminating records involving Michael Cohen's criminal culpability, were truly dis- truly disappeared, how much do you think we would have heard about? Oh yeah, they did spy on Trump. How much do you think we would have heard that over the weekend? Well, that's all. Yeah, we would have never heard anything. There'd have been nothing about the, admitting they did spy on Trump. Right. The whole weekend would have I been. I thought you meant the reverse. Yeah. If it was yeah the, the whole weekend would have been worse. Cohen, where the where are the Cohen records? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That this yes. is this is Nixon burning Watergate tapes. That's all we would have heard. Right. The fact you didn't hear that all weekend is because Ronan Farrow, who up, who up until now his record has been as good as anybody's in American journalism's, albeit that is a. That well, ain't even low bar. That's like subterranean. He was like, come on. He was like Nick Kristoff kind of waking up for a couple weeks there. I mean, did we really think he wasn't going to revert back to type well, eventually? And, and, and on this story, he did. All it, took for, all it took was for Ronan Farrow to try and touch the Trump story and poof, puff the magic dragon. There goes his credibility. He's, he was wrong. So his perfect record of credibility is shot. And and when these are the sources we're getting a lot of our information from, and then there are the partisan sources on our side that I have been very hesitant to uh, believe. And, and when I say believe, I'm, what I mean by that is to immediately go all in with the notion that the narrative I would prefer to be true automatically is when I don't know what evidence I have to verify that narrative. And sometimes we just say things on the right to counter the left because that's really what our audience wants to hear. And then we're kind of like, let's hope we can prove that later on. Although the more and more this story evolves, I said this after the Nunez memo came out. And then I read the Schiff memo. And they're like, um, yeah, uh, we, the Trump campaign did get surveilled. The Schiff memo admitted it. We know guys on our team like Don, Dan Bongino and Mark Levin. You, I mean, we're all on the same team here, but you haven't heard me rush to our microphones to reaffirm everything they're saying about this. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm having a hard, and this is my other frustration. I can't follow this story very closely because there's so many tentacles to it that I, I feel like I have to become almost singularly focused on it to be truly informed. You know, I tried reading Andrew McCarthy's piece today or, or this week in the National Review, and it, it blew my mind, man. One, in that for the first time I thought I might actually understand the story and two, beyond the partisan wrangling. I mean the actual story here. Mm-hmm. And then two, I'm like, I feel real dumb because I, 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 
I don't know how you could be fully informed on this if you did not almost devote the bulk of your time to it. There's just so many different entanglements, deceptive weaves. But when I, after we read the Nunez and Schiff memos, I mean, I thought at the time, well, guys like Bongino and Levin on our team who were called crazy, the Schiff memo basically confirms the, the, the factuality of what they're alleging. Now, it doesn't confirm the narrative behind the factuality, but I mean, guys like Bongino and Levin on our team were told for six months that to even allege such a thing is crazy. And the Schiff memo is like, yeah, it totally happened, guys. We're, we're owning it. It did. And so I've kind of been in this, you know what? And I, we just declared this a few weeks ago. We did it on the Cohen story too. When they had the wrong Michael Cohen. Remember that? Different Michael Cohen. <laughs> well, yeah, we're terrified. Well, for all the right reasons. Not, none of us want to be like Sean Hannity that one day on the news where he was just boilerplating and then somebody spoke in his ear or something. Oh, yeah, by the way, everything I just said is not <laughs> yes, true. Yes, great clip, but yes, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Even though he's getting paid much more money than me, but I just, I don't have much self-dignity left and I, I just can't lose what, what, I, what, I, what I, I'm holding on to here. <laughs> So, so I can't. Even as much as I'd like to be rich, I just not at that, that price. Cuba Gooding Jr. I, you are hanging on by a very, very thin thread, <laughs> and I dig that about you. Yes, that's what I say to my self dignity every day. Pretty much, we're barely holding on here. <laughs> right. your, your wife pats you on the head. Okay, go to work. And this is a, I, every day. My wife says to me, "What is that look on your face?" I'm like. That's what I look like. That's my face. All right, so... It's been a rough year. Back off. <laughs> so I am really hesitant, man, to run face first in any more clenched fists. All right, I'm really hesitant. In fact, I'm not even crossing the street right now. I'm just kind of looking at it. And then I am waiting until... I'm not waiting for there to be uh, an opening. I'm waiting for there to be no vehicles in sight both ways. I'm waiting for the street to empty, and I'm like, it's safe to cross. It's the most boring game of Frogger ever. <laughs> no cars. Nothing. That's right. I don't ever win, but I'm not losing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not losing. All right? But that's that's how paralyzed I am following along all this, you know? And over the weekend, Trump did what I wanted him to do a year ago, which is go to your own Justice Department and say, let's look at the FISA forums and the, and the, and the applications. Let's get to the bottom of this. But on my way into the office today, I had an epiphany. And I think I actually have this whole story figured out. And I tried it on you guys before we went on the air. Now, I don't know if you guys think I'm right. You just think it's one hell of an entertaining rant. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. Okay. Aaron have been living in nothing burger land a lot longer than you are. Yeah. Yes. I think I might... I'm, I'm And... I know it's not going to sound serious, okay? And I'm, and this is not me doing a parody or a satire. And you can always tell when I am, when we go to places like this and I don't tell you it's a parody or a satire because I, that's kind of how I, I get people to think for themselves. If you have to ask, really? I want you to know, so it's very rare for me to tell you up front, this isn't being done for effect to generate, you know, critical thinking from the other side of the looking glass. I really believe what I'm about to tell you is what this entire story is about. All of it, in the end. Okay? I want to make that very clear. This is not tongue-in-cheek. I'm not kidding. 
And I think Mr. Occam and his all-important razor are backing me up on this. And Todd, you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think what's happening here and what's happened here from the very beginning is this. I think this entire story, all of it, is the Wizard of Oz. Boom. I think the whole thing is the Wizard of Oz. I think the system is so broken. There's cowardly lions, men without chest, yes. tin men, and brainless scarecrows yes. everywhere. Yes, yes. I think the and you know what led me to going down this road is over the weekend I thought quite a bit because the wife went out with her friends Saturday night and I put the kids to bed so it's man it's just me and MLB the show on a Saturday night because. That's how that's how we in the elite conservative media roll. <laughs> the mid forties elite conservative media set, yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I made an orange cake with my daughter. Uh, put the kids to bed. My wife's out partying with her friends. I'm playing video games in the basement. Yeah, Aaron. I think you hear me knocking? I'm coming oh, in, bro. Yeah. Taking notes. He's giving you pearls here. This, what, this, this yep. what you've got. You're look. This is what you got to look forward to, brother. <laughs> All right. And so you know, I always put it on the easiest settings because I like to hit all to make all the create to you know set all the records. And I was in the process. Michael Fulmer was in the process because I always play my Tigers entire 162 game schedule. Michael Fulmer was in the process of, of striking out 21 batters in one game to set the all time record. And in between. These strikeouts, it was it stuck in my craw what you said to me on Friday about I I am betraying my own belief in total depravity here. And that in many in some respects, total depravity, I, I adequately and accurately apply it to every other walk of life, but I, I haven't done it rightly when looking at the political arena. Is that sort of what your criticism was of me the other day? Yeah, in that particular moment, yeah. And I was like, and it bugged me because you were right. And so I, I just sat on this over the last couple of days and I'm watching this story evolve. And I, I saw a clip this morning, we played on the CRTV show today of, of, of Roger Stone. Total clown show. And he's like, guys, I just... Uh, I just set my computer to do Google alerts for Julian Assange and follow his Twitter. I just, I just, guys, look at me. I've, I've had more Botox than Stormy Daniels. Okay, guys. I mean, seriously, my eyebrows don't move, and no man my age has hair like this naturally. I, I just want to be on TV, guys. I wanted to be a big shot. I'm a Billy Joel song because you had to be a big shot, Perfect. didn't you? Perfect. You had to open up your mouth, right? Yes. I just want to be on TV. I wanted to, I, I wanted to be important. I haven't been important since I convinced Trump to cut Al Sharpton a check for 20 grand 10 years ago. 
And now I'm on, I got a Netflix Showtime documentary. You guys have me on all the time. I'm important. But now that you guys are going to have Mueller subpoena me, I just, can I just tell you the truth? I, I'm a nobody. Nobody, I've not been relevant in this movement. And if I'm another one of those people that if it weren't for Donald Trump, no one would care about me. And that's where clowns like Carter Page come from, who look, who has been on television for a year begging to get indicted. No, he's not been begging to get indicted. I was wrong about that. He just wants to be on. He just wants to be on TV, guys. This is this is where Steve Martin and the jerk looks his name up in the phone book, rips out the page, and runs down the street. I am somebody. Then you have a feedback loop, confirmation bias, where you have an opposition media over here that wants to believe and needs to believe they lost this election for any reason other than we suck and America is not as communist as we thought. And so therefore, it cannot be that we lost to a guy who conned his way into the nomination that showed really just how shallow, how debased, how dishonest, and and how feckless we are that he just landed his hot air balloon in downtown Emerald City and we were like this is like the the wizards here this is this, our saviors arrived it can't we, this isn't just an analogy this is what happened I, man. I, I believe I believe this is I believe this is the whole story yes. I, I do I believe it meanwhile meanwhile Trump's like, I really thought I was going to get found out about this a long time ago, man. But they, they just keep, now they put me in the palace. Now they give me a, now I'm in charge. Dude, you want to keep, they're just, li- they're lining up women. They're lining up gold. They're lining I'm in, man. I'm totally in. Okay. Now I'm calling the shots. These evangelical leaders come begging me in the White House. We really need you to do something to rile everybody. Says, All right, man, what do you guys want? Um, can you move the embassy? Trump's like, you want me to do a real estate deal? Guys, that's what I do. You bet. And we'll move the... Remember on Friday when you guys... We had Ali on here and all three of you said politically you thought this was an overrated story. Symbolically, it meant a lot. The moving of the embassy to Jerusalem, but politically, it wouldn't make that much of a difference. And I then looked at you and you weren't on camera when I did this. I asked you, Todd, if it's not that big a deal, then how come for 25 years presidents couldn't do this? And, and the, before the camera switched to you as I was asking you, you kind of winced. You, and, and, and all three of you, you guys remember like your answer was, we, we don't know. <laughs> we have no idea why it wasn't big deal. Those moments where you, I mean, we're, we're, we're pros here. We're supposed to say something smart and lucid and I, I got nothing, boss. Yeah, we, it's not that big. <laughs> so, you know, so, you know, Trump is sitting in a meeting somewhere, says to some, some pencil neck geek at the State Department, hey, why don't we move the embassy to Jerusalem? And he pulls the pencil out of his ear and he, he starts, you know, reading his white paper from the Brookings Institution from 1996. Well, sir, and, and, and three seconds into this, Trump is bored. F that. Looks at somebody over there and says, hey, just move the damn embassy. And hurry up. What's next on the list, man? I got a tea time at the Mar-a-Lago. Let's go. Then he walks in. Guys, May 14th. Hey, remember May? May 1948. Israel establishes a nation. May 2018, we move the embassy to Jerusalem. How you like them apples? All the evangelical, yeah, yeah, all right. I got, did I mention I got a tea time in the Mar-a-Lago at six? 
Check you guys on the flip side. The wizard had no idea. He had no idea how much these people are weak, how feckless it is. Todd was Todd Todd tripped on my punchline, but he was right. The three people who go to see the wizard. You guys, it's a morality tale. A lion who is to be the king of the jungle. And he has no courage. That's his core asset. That's his reason for being. As a, as, that's why he exists. An inanimate object that is brought to life and looks like it's alive. Sounds like it's alive. Missing something, though. What's it missing? The heart. Can't, therefore, can't connect. Doesn't have any real core convictions. So it looks like it's alive, but it can't really have a fulfilling life. And then a straw man, guys. Come on, I guys. I know. A straw man. What do we call what do we call fake arguments? What do we call fake villains that are concocted in the political arena in order to get something done? What do we call them? That would be straw men. They're called straw men. And the straw man, straw man looks at Dorothy and says, what? If I only had a brain. We have set out here in the cheap seats all these years looking at 202 and 212 and asked, as Todd would say, where are the men with, where are all the men with chests? Who, where are the men who have any heart? Any conviction? As I would say, where's the testicular fortitude? Why are we surrounded by manginas here? Where's the courage? As all of us say, why do they keep doing this like this? I mean, I, guys, if you want to run a welfare state food stamp program, just go grab you know three Fortune 500 CEOs and have them run it for you, and um, it'll it'll you know, it's still unconstitutional, but hell, it'll be a lot cheaper. I mean, why, why does the Pentagon pay seven hundred and fifty dollars for a hammer? Do you know the answer to that question? Do not. Nobody knows that great scene in the movie, Dave. Right, where he's trying to figure out the money in the budget for this one pet program he wants, and they're telling him there's no money's not there, so he brings Chuck or he brings Charles Grodin, his accountant, in from a small business. Do you have any bratwurst and spicy mustard? <laughs> yeah, and they just sit around with with brats and, and subs all weekend long, going through the budget, and they have no good answers to why things are being done this way. Why are these people so dumb? Trump is the wizard of Oz. He just dropped in here, guys. Came down the escalator. Landed in a balloon from above. <laughs> Drops in. Everybody's like, who is this? Can you believe this? He's like, uh, guys, I have unprotected sex with porn stars. Okay, I mean, really? Tell oh. me more. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, and he's like, you know, I'm not always... Uh, uh, the most lucid here in the room. But he's figured out. Neither are we. Neither are they. And they just, they need a boogeyman. One side needs a boogeyman and the other side needs a savior. 
and he is playing the part. I love watching. Speaking of a camera not being on you right now, watching your wheels turn. You know, it's one, it's one thing to, when you've the epiphany has happened, but you're still deconstructing it and pulling yeah. the parts away and examining. I mean, you are. Your face right now is a kid at Christmas quality. Because I'm realizing right this is even more correct than I thought it was when we talked about this an hour and a half ago. As I'm unpacking <laughs> yes. the layers of this now in real... See, now I'm even going to places I hadn't even really gone to when we first talked about this before we started. But now that I'm unpacking this more, I'm like, holy crap, I'm smarter than I even thought. Seriously. And you love that place. I do love, I, I do love that place. It's my favorite place to be. <laughs> I prefer that to... I don't have much dignity left here. All right? But... This Trump is not our problem or our solution. He is the symptom. The Wizard of Oz, the man behind the curtain, isn't isn't why Oz is in the isn't why the the kingdom is in the shape that it's in. He is he was allowed to reign as the man behind the curtain because of the of of the shape the system is in. People went to him with their hopes, their dreams on one side, and then he was their boogeyman on the other. The wicked witch of the of the West has a choice. She can admit, I'm the wicked witch of the West with really creepy flying monkeys. Or the Wizard of Oz is is my is my is my snowball is my goldstein if you know your your orwell the straw man that the marxists always have to concoct for one when their when their schemes fail they have someone to shift the blame to in an animal farm napoleon has snowball napoleon is stalin snowball is trotsky and when Napoleon gets hold of the farm and that whole five-year plan thing isn't blessing all of the worker, work, workman class like they were promised, well, then it's, it's Snowball's fault, even though Snowball has been evicted and has been exiled long ago. And when Big Brother and the Ministry of Information, when it doesn't, when it doesn't produce for the people, it's Goldstein's fault. There, it, it cannot be. This country's not as communist as we thought it was. It cannot be that. It cannot be. We, we, we gave this guy the Republican presidential nomination, convinced he was such a clown that he was the one guy we had the best chance to beat with such a crappy candidate we were stuck with in Hillary Clinton. And then the joke was on us. We stepped on our own rake. We put the rake in our yard, looked at it, know we're the ones that put it there, and then we stepped on it anyway. As the great prophet Dave Chappelle once said, you played yourself. They played themselves. Can't be that. It cannot be that. There have been, I'm just telling you right now, if... The Mueller investigation had behaved going after the mob the way that it has going after Trump with these leaks, with compromised texts from investigative agents. It wouldn't be hard for the, for the mob, for the Gambinos to find a judge to declare a mistrial and this thing is over. Why? How's Mueller get so dumb? 
Well, I think he has a legit career fear of foreign infiltration of our government. The problem is, he thinks the same guy who has a White House that can't even stay on message one day on North Korea somehow is the fulcrum and the mastermind of all of this. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? I just do stuff. I just do stuff. Trump's just out there just doing stuff, guys. It's the Wizard of Oz. You say you want this? We're going to... We will move the embassy. (gasps) And then when I ask you guys, hey, why didn't we just... Because, like, not even the Arabs care. There's, like, 10,000 Gazans... And even the rest of the Arab world's like, dude, those people are crazy. We don't want them in our country yeah. anyway. They try to make an area that wants to riot, riot. Yeah. And everybody shrugged their shoulders like, I got to go to work. Even man. Yemen's like, guys, man, it, it's, come on, man. We got, uh, it's Friday night and, you know, we got to head over to the mosque. The only people, literally, the American media and the um, Democratic Party is more offended at moving the embassy to Jerusalem than Yemen. Think about that than Syria, than the Saudis. That's also not parody. That's true. That's true! Yes. That's, I gotta remind, we, we need to still remind everybody every once in a while, it's absolutely true. I, I think what's happened here is Trump expected the system was gonna call his bluff a long time ago. But the system is the bluff. And it just expected him to be some sort of sinister Machiavellian force when he's just a guy who ran because he's 70 years old there's there's no more there's no more there's no more pinups to pin there's there's no more buildings to build it's James Kirk explaining to Spock who thinks it's illogical that the that his admiral is risking his life to climb this mountain and when, and, when he, and when he asks him, why are you doing this? What's his answer? Because it was there. And you've already had all the whores except the one in Washington, D.C., the big That's one. That's right. He stood up there. I remember we ran his campaign announcement in real time. I was on the air doing an afternoon show for USA Radio Network. And we ran it in real time. I, was, I, I, I almost pissed myself I laughed so hard. His entire announcement basically was trying to remember how much his net worth was and... I, I'm, I'm running because I tried to buy these politicians off and they're all terrible. And even when you buy them off, they won't do what you want them to do. So I'm just going to run. That was his message. And make America great again. That was it. That was the whole speech. That was it. And the people like, yeah, yeah. The great and powerful Oz. And so when the left set him up to be their fall guy and the joke was on them, and he ends up winning. And they step on the rake, a rake of their own making. Well, I, the wicked witch of the West cannot accept that her sister was taken down merely by happenstance when this house dropped on her because this chick named Dorothy just showed up out of the blue. No, it, there must have been a plot. The, it's the work, of, the work of the Wizard of Oz. No, nah, just uh, house. She was standing there and house <laughs> fell because it was a tornado and that's it. That's what happened. There's no plan. Just happened. No 4D chess. 
she just was standing there. I mean, guys, how often does a house drop out of a sky, right? Not often. How often do we elect somebody who comes from outside the political system? I don't know. Last time we did that was Eisenhower, and he was like the most respected person, not named Billy Graham or the Pope, on the planet at that time because he had just won World War II. Yeah. And that's what I was saying on the show about the rope-a-dope. The only person who knew this of anybody is Trump himself. He's just in the middle of it. He, and, he's, he know, and he knows. And, and to Trump, Twitter is the curtain. Like the, like the wizard knew, if I just go behind the curtain and project myself, I reset the board. Trump re, To Trump, that is the, that's his curtain. Yeah. Pay no attention to the man on Twitter. Twitter is 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 how he can. He doesn't really want to face people and fire him, so he just fires Rex Tillerson on Twitter. We've been asking for a year, dude. Why don't you just pick up a phone and call your Department of Justice and say, why don't you investigate? How many times have we? How many times have we broached that? Right, many. Doesn't he just tweets it? Just as the wizard went behind the curtain to reset the board and reassert his persona, which is all contrived. That's what Trump uses his Twitter account for. And that, by the way, is not something you said when the three of us were talking beforehand, which speaks to what you're, the, right. all of the layers is, that you're finding. Because it's more, the more I unpack this, the more I'm convinced I had an epiphany about this. This is your next book. And the rest of us are Dorothy. We just happen to be here. And then at the end, we're like, well, you know, I know the Wizard of Oz is fake, but he gave me this really cool parting gift and Glenda the Good Witch gave me these magic slippers told me if I click them three times and say there's no place like home I go back home and reset and go back to where I, the life I want who's Glenda in this story I would say maybe Trump is the, Trump creates his own Glenda like what we're talking what we talked about on the TV show today I'll move your embassy I'll bring North Korea to the table without any concessions at all I'll cut your taxes. I'll bully those Republicans for six months to repeal the individual mandate when they didn't want to keep the promise to do that, right? Yes. And so the policies he's doing are the Glenda. And people are like, you know, I, do I, 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 he ain't really the wizard. He's kind of a con man. I, this whole thing's not what it was cracked up to be. I do know this, though. He's given me something that no one, none of the rest of you could give me. In the end, Dorothy was told if you go to see the Wizard of Oz, he'll help you to get back home, right? Isn't, wasn't that her promise? Follow the other brick road. And in the end, not really the route that she thought probably was going to happen, but in the end, in a, in a, in a strange and circuitous way, does the wizard not keep his promise in a way? Sure. In a way... Trump is making America great again. Consumer confidence is... (laughs) Hey, look at the numbers. Consumer confidence is at a 20-year high. We have the longest sustained growth in the economy since before... (laughs) Jared's grabbing a hat. (laughs) Is that the hat Beck was wearing the other day? Yep. (laughs) But hey, we have the longest sustained growth in our economy since before the housing bubble crash. That's 10 years ago. 
We have the best relationship with Israel we have probably had since before James Baker landed in Tehran or landed at Freudian slip, landed in Tel Aviv with the, uh, hey guys, I got this two state solution idea. Let me try that by you. There is a chance, maybe not as good as one as there was a week ago, but there is still a realistic chance. We're not only not going to go to war with North Korea, but we're going to help usher them into the 21st century. China's now considering making promises of not stealing our intellectual property anymore. We just took $60 million away from Planned Parenthood, which in the grand scheme of things is not that much. It's also $60 million more than majority Republicans in Congress have taken away from them since Reagan was in office when they didn't have a majority. And really quick, that China point, I was thinking about this too. You remember back even when China was just in the throes of communism when we were young, but we'd still hear those stories about mm-hmm. you, that, like they love blue jeans and yep. American things. I, and that's why we need to make them most favorite, well, give them most favorite nation status. I, I think what you're talking about, they, they see Donald Trump as the wizard too. They're like, oh, this is different. This is fun. I mean, Donald Trump will give us blue jeans. And I really think there's something there for them too with this analogy and why this is happening with the North Korea and everything. They just... There, there is the spark of weird magic that's something different. You, it's all there. The rest of us are Dorothy. We follow the yellow brick road to the end and found out there is no Wizard of Oz. There's just, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a kingdom here that has been held in paralysis by feckless leadership, by the lack of courage, the cowardly lion unwilling hiding from flying monkeys when he should be eating their bones before breakfast, gnawing on them for a snack. And we get to the end and we're like, this whole thing was a shell game. But, Wizard still kind of kept his promise. I'm, I'm still going home. And just because I know what people are going to do, not once here have you said, that when you talk about the Wizard, you're not putting this... Uh, he's not an angelic host, the spark of the divine. You're not doing anything. He's a guy who came in, as you said, by accident realized that this, this, this is a system that is utterly broken mm-hmm. that I have an in on. I mean, you're not, he's not some avenging angel. He's not some crusader. No. People are, I just, I, I heard the way you said it. I, people go, oh man. Just total Trump trade nowadays. Nonsense. Not once have you implied that he is some sort of avenging angel. No, I don't believe it. In fact, I go back to something. I said this early in his in, in the, his ascendancy as a candidate, and I had forgotten about it until just now. I had used an analogy of Trump as the, as the grifter that goes into the one horse town. And he really just shows up to hang out for a while in order to swindle some old ladies out of their uh, retirement funds and inheritance. Which is the way he shows up to every yeah. place and he's ever he, been. And, and then he's out of there one night at 2 a.m. and he's never to be seen again. Right. right? All the, the problem is the town is so vulnerable and so broken. That's my point. Exactly. They elect a mayor. Exactly. And now he can't leave and he's trapped and he doesn't know. What, remember when I used to use this analogy? Yeah, yeah, that's I just forgot about it. But that's that, this, is, this is a more... This, this is a more developed spin on that analogy because the left is the wicked witch of the West. They cannot believe that they're the villain here. 
They cannot believe Oz does not want to be ruled by creeping flying monkeys. And they never will. And they never will. That's why this is working. They never will. They cannot believe their sister just happened to be standing there when a house fell on her. They'll make you bake the kick, bigot. Yes. Your little dog, too. Yes. And your little... Oh, that's good. Dude, that's good. See, now 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 I'm using you guys. Yes, bake the cake, bigot is, and your little dog, too. You will be made to care. I think we're going to have a weekly segment called The Wizard of Oz. (laughs) That's that's what's happening is this is The Wizard of Oz. We should. And, And the idea of... And compliance, and we'll take away your family farm. We'll take away your florist business. We'll throw you in jail. That's the that's the Wicked Witch of the West version of, and your little dog, too. And ultimately, her undoing is what substance? Water. In a biblical allegory, what two substances are, are fire and water are associated with what? Cleansing. Yeah. Cleansing. She I just I think I just blew my own mind. She was melting too. Yeah. And she was melting. Yeah. yeah. Aaron, do you want the MAGA hat back? I think you need to put it on. <laughs> I, now I think I just I think yeah. I just blew my own mind. I think I just blew my own Real mind. Real news and views going forward will perpetually be We are we are the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. This is the yellow brick road, guys. Yeah. Your employee just threw something at you. You had an epiphany. We're not in. We aren't in Wonderland anymore. We went from Wonderland no. to no. Oz. You're Jerry when Maguire, you, man. When are you going to come down? When are you going to land? Should have stayed on the farm. Should have listened to my old man. We're on the Yellow Brick Road, man. Just goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. That, that's what this whole thing is. And because, because the system doesn't want to admit what it really is he will continue to successfully exploit it even when it appears he's way over his head it's what you were saying on the TV show today about the whole Russian collusion story Mm -hmm. you know he was just sitting on Fox one day watching our very own Mark Levin talk about the initial story when the initial story broke and our very own Mark Levin was on there talking about Trump getting spied on and you know you know Trump was just sitting there watching it yeah you know that's what they did yeah so he starts tweeting is what the hell happened right and that's why he never sat there and that's why from day one when people like Ben Shapiro and I were like why don't you just declassify everything Mr. President so we can find that's why he didn't because he didn't know what happened he didn't know he doesn't have a clue but he also He's just felt confident he, he comes out clean on the other side of this stuff. Twitter, he went behind the curtain yes. to reset the board. Yes. And then lo and behold, all he has to do is play the wizard long enough and the Wicked Witch of the West cannot help herself. But she will show the green skin. She will show who she really is. And so what's happened now, remember when I predicted day one that this story would evolve from the left would claim, would go from claiming people like Mark Levin are conspiracy theorists nuts, no, no Obama never spied on Trump, that it, would, that it would eventually shift to, yeah, he did do it, but he had to do it for national security. Remember when I said that? I said, said that day yes. one. I said yes. that day one. Now we're here. We're at that point. Now, now they're literally running headlines that said it wasn't, they weren't spying, they were informing. What, do, what the hell does that mean? 
Clapper actually said, why wouldn't you do that? Yes, that's Bill Clinton saying oral sex is not sex. Except I just used the word sex, but I said the word sex doesn't apply here, even though I just applied it. <laughs> Depends what your definition of the word is, is. The left is always telling you we were lying to you with the best of intentions. This and, is for your own good. And this is why, by the way, at the end, when, when the rest of Oz figures out that the Wizard of Oz is not the wizard, they don't storm the castle, guys. They don't throw him out. They gather around. He's cheered at the end as Dorothy flies away back home on the device. Who gave her the device to fly back home? The wizard. The wizard does. He's the one that gives her the device to fly back home. And as she flies away, the wizard remains in charge. People love that he's in charge. Why? Because, see, out in the cheap seats, people suspected all along that the system really was this weak. And if they could ever get somebody representing them to just call its bluff once, to say and do the sort of stuff that they would do if they had that place. And by somebody, anybody. Anybody. And I'm sure at first they would have preferred maybe an actual wizard. But all the actual wizards weren't willing to do that. So the fake wizard will. And in a way, the fact that he scammed them. But he used that he used the power he received from scamming them to then return power and favor back to the people that he that he scammed to get there. Actually endeared him to the people. Because it's the lesser of the scams. Yes. All the other people coming to the the the, the, the so-called real wizards embodied with what they claim to be the church, the constitution. Yes. yes. That's the, the Republican scam. Party. Yes. yes. Yeah. And and now that the wizard is up front that I'm not a wizard. And now that the people are up front that we know you're not a wizard. Everybody's honest with each other now. And the people are like, well, since we know that we are the ones that have the true power here, not you. You're likely to give us more of what we want than someone who believes the power is them. And this is how a con man goes from vote populi. And he becomes the champion of the people he conned. And this is how a billionaire who files bankruptcies that taxpayers have to then foot the bill to cover his losses becomes vote populi. The man of the people. And this is why when Mitt Romney, who's not worth a third of what Trump is, even less than that, when you found out Mitt Romney had an elevator for his cars, you thought, I hate that douchebag, man. What a, that guy looks like everybody. What did Mike Huckabee say about Romney on The Tonight Show once? That Mitt Romney reminds you of every guy that ever every guy that ever fired you. Remember that? When he said that? Oh, boy, the Romney people were pissed when he said that. It was true. But when Trump, after he descends from the elevator, and he's up there doing his own forensic accounting, am I worth $6 billion or eight? The same people who hated Mitt Romney for having a car elevator look at Trump and they're like, gosh, I love that guy. That's our guy right there. That's our, that's our bro. That's our bro. Why? Because the, Trump does the stuff most average people would do if they had the money and power that he has.
And that's where the connection comes from. Romney's the guy who thinks, I get to do these things because I have money and power. And there's a difference. I may have to quit now. (laughs) I either have pulled a golden earring and we are uh, on the lunatic fringe. You remember that song from the 80s? We, we, have, we, have, we have either now... We're so deep into Xanadu, we cannot return to reality now. Or I can't make a more brilliant observation than this. And, and I got to tell you, there's just as much of a chance it's either one. There's just as much of a chance, dude, this was a bad acid trip as I just went full-blown Isaiah on you right here. Right? I, would, I would kill if before the day is over, Donald Trump tweeted one thing, hashtag Wizard of Oz. Because <laughs> he knows Hashtag that, Oz. Yes, that's hashtag it. Hashtag Oz. Just Oz. Yeah, just, and everyone's like, what's that all about? And it's just him winking I mean, and saying. Sarah Sanders got us donuts, guys. She is now up there dropping bombs, man. Just dropping bombs on people. Trump mentions the word animals about MS-13. Media gets busted for faking his quote. Today they put out a press release about MS-13 and they dropped the word animals nine times. Our Nate Madner congressional correspondent, he counted them. There were nine, nine references. Including in the title. Including in the title. This is Wizard of Oz. He, this is the flashpoint you want? You guys want the embassy moved? I thought you were going to ask me to invade Iran. Remember when he stood up at the convention and, and when when he and he seemed shocked that conservatives were not cheering the deaths of were not cheering the deaths of gay people. Remember that? The, I think the Orlando shooting had just happened, yes. right? And he had mentioned in his speech, and all these Christian conservatives in the audience, all these right wingers in the audience, get up and applaud and have a moment of silence or whatever it was for all the deceased in that gay nightclub. Yes. And Trump seemed like shocked. Remember that? We and remember how offended we were that he seemed shocked? Yeah. That we were not cheering the deaths of these poor people? That fits right into what I'm talking about here, man. See, he realized the little people here. Rough to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. The little people are who matters. And and since nobody, and since this, this, the kingdom, the people hate these folks. I can do whatever I want. And, and in the end, if I give them the recognition they've long lacked and deserved, I'm the end of the yellow brick road here. And so most con artists, what happens is, they eventually are toppled because when you, they're Bernie Madoff types. They're taking from you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To enrich themselves. Trump is Robin Hood. He's taking from, he's, he's taking from them. He's Robin of Loxley. I already got my money, man. I'm a freaking lord. I'm a vassal of my own castle. I don't need... Friar, I don't need to steal from Friar Tuck. You kidding me? 
when Friar Tuck needed a new steeple there on the building, who do you think he called? My old man. I'm stealing from them and I'm giving it back to you. And there's anecdotal evidence of that this is who he's been all along. I can't remember where I've heard the story, but people, he's been, people have gone to Trump Tower. He's like, at the end of the the day, he's taken him to some like magical room where all his like ties are and things like that. And he just like, what, what would you like to take? I, I, I've heard these stories before and I can't remember from whom. I mean, there is a part of him that naturally, once he figured out that he could run that writ large, that... He's always had that little soft spot for like, here, I got stuff. Mm -hmm. Want some stuff? Mm -hmm. Because in the end, most of the stuff we're asking of him, I go back to last Friday. Yeah. If it was so easy to move the embassy, why didn't we do it? And all three of your reactions were, we don't really know. If he figures that out about the entire board, if he, dude. Most of the, because most of the things we are asking of him that we want him to do, Really aren't that hard. Well, if he if he keeps going on, if this Planned Parenthood funding is the tip of the iceberg, it's a, this was kind of fun. About fifty million more. Yeah. And all of it. And yeah. Why not just give a televised address and say, "I will double Planned Parenthood's funding if it promises to stop." performing abortions since after all it's only as it says three percent of the services it renders every year promise stop performing abortions i'll double your funding because i i appreciate the rest of your agenda if he gets that he can play the game that way man there the statue is built now And for really, some good reasons. Really, because in the end, we only think it's hard because they wouldn't keep their word. Right, right. The Arab street doesn't care. They don't care about this. We're talking about people that will light themselves on fire because it's Thursday and they don't care. How hard was it to give me $100 of my own money every paycheck? Really, how hard? 100 bucks. I'm thankful for it. That's one of our utility bills, for example, that we get to itemize out of our, of our budget. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot of money. And yet, this is like the biggest tax cut ever. Think about that. How hard is it to go into a town and just arrest the illegals that have committed violent crimes? These are common sense things. Should, these aren't hard things. We're not asking him to take on the... We're not even to the point of stand up to the courts. Reassert the separation of powers. You know, the stuff that's going to existentially determine who we really are as a people going forward. Most of the things we're talking about. Getting rid of regulations that were so dumb. Not even... The, de- the Democrats didn't even do them when Bill Clinton was in charge. That's how bad they were. They just seem hard to us because of how bad the leadership was before the wizard arrived. That's why it seems hard to us. All right, I'm going to stop now because I think I've already probably, if I'm not over the line, man, I've gone right up to it. This is our new theme song. So just, <laughs> just, going to end it. 
Great song, by the way. It is. Maybe you'll get a replacement. Um, Final thoughts. Aaron, I'll start with you. Uh, boy. There's there's nothing else to say. We've, I mean, you've completely fleshed out this theory. It's as good as anything that I've heard about making tr- sense of Trump. It's... Take it one day at a time, guys. That's all I have to say. My final thought clearly is you need to obsess about me over the weekend more often. (laughs) It leads to wonderful places, magical places called Oz. What if cat were spelled (laughs) D-O-G? I think that's what we just did here. Well, let us know what you think about what we think. And yes, puff, puff, pass, man. Puff, puff, pass. And don't forget, if you haven't subscribed yet, I mean, after today, if we couldn't convince you to subscribe to this podcast after today, then it's just never going to happen. So click subscribe right there on your mobile platform. Those of you that have already done so, thank you. Leave us a positive review, including reviews that urge us to be drug tested immediately. Those are acceptable as positive as well. And thank you again to all of you that have done that too. Don't forget our show today on CRTV, CRTV.com, promo code DACE. Don't miss it until tomorrow, John 317.